This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Good. Um, ear update. The uh, infection has uh, eased. So infections eased, what does that mean? Well, as in, uh, when I last spoke to you guys, my ear was blocked. I couldn't yes. hear anything. I had intense pain around my neck and jaw. Um, I was told by the scary Russian doctor to take these eardrops, these topical eardrops for a week, and then to go back and see him. So I'm going to do that tomorrow, but... Uh, I've been using these eardrops twice a day, which has taken the inflammation out of my ear so I can hear again, which has been amazing. Uh, the pain's gone from my jaw. I can actually chew food without it being painful. You um, should have done one of those videos. You know, like that the adorable videos on the internet, if you ever want to cry late at night, there's two <laughs> sorts of videos that I highly recommend. One is uh, soldiers surprising their kids at school when they've come back from the war. And the other yeah. one is um, little kids who've never been able to hear before hearing for the first time. So once they put uh, in like the hearing aids and stuff, like you should have had done one of those videos of yourself <laughs> once you got your hearing back. You know what the third one of that uh, of those videos is? Is uh, it's a new one? It's people who can't see color seeing color for the first time. Have you been watching those ones? No. Oh mate, get a box of Kleenex. <laughs> and hey, for a different I'm going reason. I'm to my office. I'm shutting yeah. the door, and I've got a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know what you're about to do. I don't think you do. I'm going to watch some people who've never seen colour see colour for the first time. And that's, I don't know, what's more shameful, really? (laughs) I I actually am ashamed at some nights when I get so deep in uh, one of those holes of, uh, because I have just, there is a soft spot in my heart, because I'm anti-war, and Mm. to be honest, in a general sense, anti-children. But seeing a soldier come back from war and surprise his kid at school, they are my favorite videos on the internet. And I will watch like 10 in a row. And the thing is, I think I might've talked about this before, but my favorite ones are where the kid doesn't get what's going on. If I ever have advice, because the, sometimes the parents try to make it too complicated. So they'll dress up as like the school mascot or something yeah. and then suddenly rip off their head and it'll be like, oh my God, it's my dad that I haven't seen for like 18 months is the school mascot. But sometimes they've mm. misjudged, A, how old the kid is. So if the kid's like six or seven and they haven't seen mm. their dad in 18 months and then suddenly the school mascot pulls off his head and it's just this strange man, the kid does not get it. So the dad's <laughs> always like, it's me, your dad. And the kid's just like terrified because the school mascot just pulled off his head and some stranger is there just going, I'm your father. If you ever want to see one of the most cringe-inducing uh, one of those videos, it wasn't about a returned serviceman. It was uh, promoting the, I think it was Suicide Squad or Justice League or something, where they had a hidden camera at Comic-Con where Will Smith was signing autographs at a table, and they sent up Henry Cavill with, like, a Batman mask or something, and then, like, he got up to the front of the line, got the autograph, then took the mask off. I was like, hey, it's me. And you just see Will Smith stare at him. There's like a beat of two or three seconds. And then he's like, oh, hey, it's uh, you, the guy. The guy, clearly no idea. Like probably guys like, well, he's a very handsome man. I assume he's famous, but I cannot, cannot place him at all. And Will Smith the whole time trying to just don't say all white guys look the same. Just don't say all (laughs) white guys look the same. Like Henry Cavill, it is one of those reveals, isn't it? Like, because also you're seeing him out of context. I'm yeah. sure if he ran into Henry Cavill backstage, Will Smith is backstage at a Tonight Show or Will Smith is backstage at the Academy Awards and he suddenly sees Henry Cavill coming along and he's like tucks and stuff, he'd be able to go, oh, that's Henry Cavill, right? Mm. But in that situation, you're not expecting Henry Cavill and suddenly you've got that thing when you see someone you know but out of context and you're like, yeah, 
I know that I recognize you, but I don't know why. Well, particularly as he plays like an American most of the time, but he was speaking in his English accent. So there's an extra layer of like discombobulation. You don't quite get what's going on. Oh, I've just seen a still of the photo when Will Smith finally realizes he has to pretend that he's really excited to see him and never has a man faked a reaction more than Will Smith is selling that one. Like by how hard he thinks this is amusing is like making up for, it's like when you forget someone's name (laughs) and then they say their name and then you say their name over and over again to try to convince them that you didn't forget their name. Will Smith is essentially having that reaction to that moment. Michael, while we keep talking, maybe just pull up the video, see if you can find it on YouTube. I saw another one of these celebrity surprise videos. Um, I think Jimmy Kimmel, there's a a recurring gag on his show where they'll sneak a celebrity into his bedroom while he's asleep and wake him up and suddenly there's like fucking, I don't know, Elton John or someone in his bedroom. But they got that pop star, um, Dua Lipa. Do you know who that is? She's like a pretty famous English pop star. And so they brought her in with all her dancers and then they just sort of like, they just start playing the music and she's dancing and singing stuff. And it's the same thing where Jimmy wakes up and has no idea who this half-naked girl is and all these like half-naked men are in his bedroom, but knows there's cameras there and so has to play along to be like, oh, hey, yeah, you person. It's you, my favorite singer-dancer person, you. Okay, we've got this video. Do you want to just bring it up? Let's have a look. Yeah. We can do a bit of a director's commentary. Okay. Have you got it? Okay. Yeah, I've got it here. Okay, let's uh, play on the count of three. All right, hang on. I'm just going to get to it because there's a whole bunch of other yeah, photos. It's actually the link to the video. Um, oh, I'm getting a still by still. Okay, here it is. Henry Cavill Instagram. That's the one we're going to do, yeah. right? He's, he's got a yeah. mask. Yeah. Okay, go. Here we go. Okay. Head on to the floor and see All right. Putting the mask on. Yeah. So it's an anonymous mask. It's like a. And they're playing Highway to the Danger Zone. Are you getting that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's posing with fans wearing the V for Vendetta mask. Now he's posing with Will. Oh. And Will is completely overacting. I mean, that is fantastic because he gets his photo taken with Will Smith. Will Smith does not recognize that it's Henry Cavill. And then Henry Cavill does the big reveal. And Will Smith, to his credit, half a second of, I don't know who the fuck this is. And then another second of going, I'm going to lean into this. And then I reckon about a second into him going, yeah, yeah, it's you. You can finally see in his eyes. He goes, oh, I know who this is now. I mean, that would be, you're terrible with names and faces and memory (laughs) in general. Like this would be your worst nightmare, wouldn't it? If we set up some prank and it's like, I don't know, uh, I I get Luke Darcy to come surprise you somewhere and he rips off his mask. How long before you place him out of context? Anywhere out of context, I am fucked. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty good at recognizing people if they're in the context where I normally see them, but you take them out of context, uh, terrible, t- absolutely terrible. Yeah. I can't remember if I've told this story before, but I had an out of context happen to me once where I was shooting a, I was shooting this show in Melbourne and one of the uh, actors, it was his birthday. So I went um, to this bar to meet everyone and there's all a bunch of crew there. And because when you're on set and especially if, you know, your crew are grips or gaffers, they tend to dress down like they wear like shorts and belts and stuff like that, like tradies. And this guy came up to me and he was like, hey, man. And I just because he's wearing a shirt, he's all dressed up, his hair was done. I completely blanked on who he was. And so rather I always do this rather than just sort of like um, uh, just pretend I'm always honest. I'm always like, sorry, mate, like. Um, remind me again where we've met. And he was like, I was on set today with you adjusting your lights. And I was like, I was so mortified. And he didn't even like give me a release valve. He you let should have go gone, out. well, I couldn't see you, mate, because the lights were too much in my fucking eyes. You were doing a <laughs> yeah. terrible job. I'm blinded by you. In fact, I can't even see color anymore. <laughs> Do you want a video to make you cry? Watch yeah. this. <laughs> but I felt so bad. Like I then overcompensated with this guy. And spent the whole night, you know, using his name over and over again just to make sure that, like, I hadn't forgotten. And then uh, he invited me almost as, like, a test or a challenge. He said, well, you know, um, catching up to my birthday in a couple of days. Why don't you come meet, you know, meet all my friends? And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll definitely be there. And I spent the next two days going, like, well, I have to go now. Like, I can't, having forgotten his name, I can't 
fucking ghost his birthday party. And so I turn up at this like birthday party and expecting there'll be other people from work. So at least, you know, I can stick my head in, say good day, turn up, don't know anyone. It's just him and all his like old mates. And I'm like, okay, cool. He then spends the next two hours like drunk, putting me in a headlock and pointing me out to his friends and saying, then this cunt, this cunt couldn't even remember my name. Oh, really? So he's just invited you to the birthday just so he can mock you in front of yeah. all his friends about the fact that you couldn't remember his name. I would have thought you should have gone the opposite. You should have leaned into it so hard. You should have made a speech. You should have gathered yeah. everybody around. You should have talked about the experiences you had. You should have been the last person there. When all his mates are gone, you should have been the one going, no, nah, no, nah, let's go out all night. Let's have a big night out together. So your go-to is just to fake it. Someone comes up and says, hi, Will, and like they seem to know you. You just shake their hand and like, yeah, 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 how are you going? They Maybe they drop a few sort of things about how so-and-so going and you're like, oh, fuck, like clearly we've had a conversation. Yeah, I, look, I hope that through some context I will eventually work it out. So, you yeah. know, have a conversation for long enough that eventually you're like, oh, okay, I know who you are now. Um, but as you know, Charlie, I'm not a, not a great actor and... <laughs> I'm pretty easy to read, you know, you can yes. kind of know how I, it, it's one of the uh, great problems in my life is that, you know, my face is reasonably easy to read. And so often they'll just front foot it with, you don't know who I am, do you? And then I'm just oh. like, no, I don't. That That is such an aggressive way to open a conversation because what you're asking that person to do is feel bad. Like it's, 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 and how does the how does the conversation move forward from that on any kind of level footing when you have immediately like undercut someone? Well, also, you know, be more memorable. It's not <laughs> my fault. You know who I am. <laughs> you remember me. <laughs> Clearly, I'm more memorable than you are. That's on you, mate. Don't make me feel bad about the fact that I'm memorable and you're not. It's easy for you to know yeah. who I am. There's a picture of me on the wall at your work. There's a um, there's a, a a lady who is like sort of tangentially connected to uh, our group of friends. Um, you know, the kind of person who you don't see all the time, but maybe at a big event, like a big birthday or something, you might run into them. And Jem just has complete facial blindness for this woman. <laughs> we were at a party once where Gemma introduced herself to this person, and she was like, "Yeah." I know who you are. We've met like a dozen times and <laughs> like went off in a huff. It was, I don't know that I would have, if, if someone didn't remember me 12 times, I would take that as being my failing. I would not make a scene of the fact that you don't know who I am. I would, I would use my acting powers to pretend like, oh yeah, cool. That's fine. It's time to institute my powers of acting. <laughs> See, my ideal scenario is that everybody forgets who I am immediately the minute that I leave the room. Like, right. I, I would get great comfort in that. I have no problem when somebody, when somebody like gets embarrassed that they recognize, I was voting on the weekend and I've gone in and, you know, it was that sort of thing where, you know, someone was like, oh, I know you, you're off the tally, which I always hate that because then they want you to fill in the details that you don't mm. want to fill in yeah. yourself. But they're like, I know you, what show are you on? And you're like, oh, well, yeah, you, yeah, you, know, yeah. you might know this then. And, yeah. and so, and then they say, oh yeah, that's right. You know, I say, what's your name? Will. What's your last name? Anderson. <laughs> oh, Will Anderson. Yeah, I know who you are. And I'm like, well, you, you didn't. I've clearly given you all yeah. the information and then you've just repeated it back to me. <laughs> I know who I am. And then you've just cheated off me of who I am. Don't pretend you knew who I am. But I don't like that conversation because then they get all apologetic and they mm. lean in too hard. I'm very happy for nobody to know who I am. I The idea of being forgotten forever, you know, in the, in the European Union now, they have that right to be forgotten. So that if you decide that you want everything about you erased from the internet, essentially that, you know, you have the right to be able to, to do that. And yeah, that right. is so appealing to me. The idea of just being like, when you've been a well-known person, like there's nothing worse than being that person who was like, Oh, did you used to be someone? But if mm. you could just guarantee that I would be forgotten forever and never be asked about entertainment ever again, I'd happily quit in the next couple of years, I reckon. So let me ask you this question then. Has it ever happened to you where someone comes up and says, hey, look, I don't know who you are, but my friend wants a photo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, because that to me is like the most irritating one, which is like, you could have just come up and asked for a photo. We don't need that qualification at the start. But 
as someone who would love to be anonymous, do you get insulted by that or offended or annoyed? Or are you like, oh, no, that's great. Like, you don't know who I am. Let's get the photo. Let's get this done. Well, I, I like the other one, which is uh, if someone's with a group of their friends and they all the friends know who you are, but they don't know who you are. Yeah. And then they decide that they have to spend the rest of your night sort of telling you telling that they you. didn't know <laughs> who you are. And then they're like, who are you? And then they start asking you and like, ask your friends. Your friends know who I am. You literally told me that at the start. You don't need to ask me. You don't need to go to the original source. Just ask your mates. Yeah, I think it's a particularly Australian thing too as well is to take pride in, it's that egalitarian thing, taking pride in not knowing that someone, you know, might have a profile or whatever. Like I, I remember hearing this actor talking about when he was in LA, ended up at one of those Hollywood parties and he saw... Jamie Foxx and Leonardo DiCaprio having a conversation. And so he thought, well, I'll just sit down and have a chat with them because ultimately we're all just three men. Sure, they're super famous and stuff. But if I take the approach that, hey, we're all just guys, yeah. we're all just actors in Hollywood. Just Leonardo DiCaprio, Jamie Foxx, and this guy. Just all just guys. Yeah. Just normal <laughs> guys just having guys. a chat at a party. Yeah. And so he apparently like he sat down with these two and started talking and they were quite polite. Like they sort of didn't ignore the fact he was there. But then at some point, Jamie Foxx said like, I'm sorry, uh, do we know you? When he found out that he didn't, was like, well, we're having a private conversation. Would you mind? <laughs> and this guy walked away like, oh, having a private conversation. Like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. famous or not. If you're talking to your friend and someone you don't know sits down and interjects them in, themselves into the conversation, that's rude. Yeah. That's rude if it's just two dudes having coffee at a cafe. You wouldn't just yeah. go up to two strangers having a coffee and sit down at the table and go, well, we're all dudes. We're all having yeah. coffee at a cafe. What are you guys talking about? And you're actually like torpedoing your own point. The idea that, hey, look, man, like, you know, we're just all people. But the whole reason you sat down is because you recognize them and you're trying to, like, equalize the status. Yeah. If they were ordinary people, you'd leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> you'd be yes. like, they were just two ordinary guys instead of Leonardo DiCaprio and Jamie Foxx. You'd be like, you know what? They seem to be catching up. I'll leave them be. I have no <laughs> point to prove. I don't need to sit down with them and interject into their conversation. Um, I had one of these uh, last year. In fact, uh, this week's episode of Philosophy uh, stars Nerily Meadows, who uh, some people will know as um, a sports journalist, uh, most recently of the AFL footy show. And uh, last year in the September Club, which is the post-football uh, grand final sort of function they have, I yep. met her out of context. So normally when I've seen oh. Nerily, it's been in a, a sporting context. It's been her doing her job. Um, but she was like, you know, this was like a dressed up event. Um, she was with a bunch of like girlfriends. I met the girlfriends first who I didn't know. And then I got to her like the third person in the row. And I was like, hi, I'm Will. And she just looked at me and went, yes, I'm narrowly. We've met several times. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Like I, oh. I so awkward. And I felt so terrible about it. Uh, there used to be a, um, uh, when I was at, at seven, uh, they'd hook me up with football tickets and when I left one of the shows that I was working on, um, uh, one of the publicists said, well, if you just keep calling this PA, she can hook you up with football tickets. I was like, okay, cool. So for like six months, I just emailed her during the week, hey, can I get tickets, blah, blah, blah. And then I was at the big day out and I was going to the bathroom and this girl came up and was like, hey, Charlie, how are you going? And I did the same fucking thing where I was honest and was like, I'm sorry, how do we know each other? And she was like, I'm the girl who's been sending you tickets for the last six months, who I had met. A couple of times, but you know, very, very passing. But uh, suffice to say, those tickets dried up very dried quickly up, there did after. They? Almost <laughs> yeah. immediately dried up after that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you got to do is just lie. I think that's the lesson from this conversation right. is whenever someone asks, it's like that scene in Ghostbusters. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Right. <laughs> I start on the front foot, I will say. I don't, like, often I'll be like, what have you been up to? Or, how are you doing? Yeah. Or, you know, having a good night. Like I'm immediately. Why did your parents give you your name? Why did they, why did your parents call you that? John? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah. so unusual. How would you spell your name? John. <laughs> J-O-H-N. Oh yeah. But I thought it might be like Jon Snow. No, Silent H. So yeah. glad I checked. Yeah. <laughs> you like Game of Thrones? Runs away. <laughs> I'm doing i I'm doing an acting class at the moment. And. Um, Finally. 
One of the exes. One of the exes. We've all been talking about it, Charlie. We were going to get together, have an intervention, but I'm glad you're finally taking an acting class. It's a Patreon reward level. That's what the Patreon's been paying for. Maybe Charlie can finally learn how to act. One of the... Um, it sort What's of the purpose of the like, class? Why are you taking an acting class? Basically, uh, it's audition technique. It's not really okay. about acting. It's it's more about like separating auditioning out from being a skill set different to acting. Mm-hmm. And the the guy who's running the class is really great, but he sort of approaches it from like a neuroscientific level, which is like when you are trying to stand out amongst a huge number of people, like what are things that you can do that sort of creates interest? Okay. Um, and it's sort of like, it sort of ties into things like mindfulness and keeping your attention in the room and stuff. And so one of the exercises was like, everyone went around and introduced themselves. And then we had to uh, do that thing where you speak to someone, you know, ask them three things about themselves and then introduce them to the class. And then it became the thing of going and remembering, we had to go around and name everyone in the class. Because the idea being when you go into a casting a great way to get your nerves out of the way is to sort of take note of all the casting agents in the room or the producers and just sort of like be mindful and in the moment. But dude, it's fair to say I fucking crashed and burned that test so badly. And now there's a thing uh, where, you know, when we sort of, everyone gets up and does their thing, we sort of just write down observations of that person. My book filled with observations is just like, a couple of crosses, a circle, like hieroglyphics, or I'll try and look over the shoulder at what someone else is writing when that person's up doing their thing. I'm like, who is that? Oh yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. Write their name down. Uh, the amount of times, the one that I hate is if I re-meet somebody, if I go, oh, I don't remember that person's name. And then you luck into the situation where somebody goes around the group and introduces that person. And then you pick up the name and then for a second, I start thinking about that and then I've already forgotten their name again. So, you know, when yeah. you get the second chance, you're like, oh, this is great. Like they've been reintroduced. All I have to do is remember what their name is. Oh no, I've forgotten it again. Two strikes. I had my chance and I fucked it up again. Do you ever try that um, mega memory technique with the visualization and stuff? Like for instance, there's a girl in my local cafe. I think she's German uh, and her name was a little unusual. So uh, it's Mika. And so when she told that to me, I immediately forgot it because I'm like, that's not common to me. I'm not going to remember that. And so then the next time when I went in and got her name out of there, like I really concentrated and I saw a meerkat driving a car. Oh, uh, Mika. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. I now like that. whenever I see her, it's Mika. Yeah. So now it's just like a meerkat driving a car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, until Mika. that kind of mashes up in your brain when you haven't seen her for a while. And then you're just yeah. like, squirrel SUV. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> Weasel automobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try, I, I try to visualize things. I don't know how, like, that mega memory used to be, you, like, name six things or seven things, and then you had to remember them back in order, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember a friend of the show, Michael Chamberlain, when we were in high school, he sent off for the tapes, like, because it was like one of those late night uh, infomercial things that would run. They, I think they, do you remember? This is like, I'm maybe talking to an audience of one or less than one, but there was an infomercial in the 90s for the mega memory system where they cre- created like a late night talk show hosted by Danny Bonaducci. Oh, yes. Do you I remember, remember this? that? Yes, oh, I do my remember God. the Danny Bonaducci uh, show. Now, the guy who, Kevin Trudeau was the name yes. of uh, the mega memory guy. Well, um, that well, good there obviously works because you remembered his name. Well, I didn't. I Googled it. So Kevin well, I Trudeau, ah, uh, I don't know if he's any relation to Justin Trudeau, but uh, Kevin Trudeau was your mega memory and uh, Danny Bonaducci. Let's just let's see if I can find uh, uh, Bonaducci. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so... Uh, mega memory. Dude, I can even remember, like, I, I, I can even remember his opening monologue. Like okay. he comes out... And he steps over like a, a body drawn in white chalk and is like, well, the good thing Chevy Chase has just left the building. Because, you know, Chevy Chase had that, you know, famously so aborted talk his show. his big zing was the, the Chevy Chase show. Is that what you're saying? It was like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it was a zing on Chevy Chase. Danny Bonaduce yeah. from the Partridge family decided that he would take on one of the comedy icons of all time, Chevy Chase. In his, yes. Well, I guess the, the one thing is you would have to have a mega memory to remember the Chevy Chase Tonight Show. Yeah. <laughs> What was the band called to the house band? I don't remember the name of the band, but I know the band leader. His name was Montoya because before they bring out Kevin Trudeau, 
uh, Danny Bonaduce would be like, Mr. Montoya, how was your memory? And Mr. Montoya's like, hey, Danny, I'm lucky you even remember, remembered how to get here tonight. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it, it, I've just found um, uh, a little uh, article about Kevin Trudeau. Uh, it's entitled, Bye Wait, before, Bye Kevin. Before, before you start, mm. just scroll ahead. Is there a scandals <laughs> section? That's like, whenever I go to someone's Wikipedia page, I always like fast forward to see if there's a scandal section. Uh, I don't have to fast forward to see if there's a scandal section. The headline okay. is, Bye Bye Kevin, Trudeau banned from infomercials for three years. So, oh, great. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we go. Steve Parker, MD of the Advanced Mediterranean Diet blog. Oh, okay. Yeah, that uh, tipped, sounds legit. Tipped us off to the latest news about the ongoing legal woes of infomercial pitch man Kevin Trudeau. A recent court ruling seemed to really and truly prohibit Trudeau from appearing on infomercials for a period of three years. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a rule that was enforceable. No. Like, not like you're in prison for three years or that you're not allowed to trade as a business, but you're not allowed to appear in infomercials for three years. Uh, this ruling follows a long line of previous court decisions <laughs> that found Trudeau had misrepresented his products. I've, I, miss, I missed that episode of Law and Order where they talk about the Trudeau precedent. Well, you know what the, the problem is for uh, Trudeau as well in this situation is normally, Charlie, you know, if you're up on you know, some sort of court case, you know, Alan Bond style or Clive Palmer, <laughs> you know, the big thing is always, I have no recollection of that event. I cannot recall. But this is the one guy who can't be on a witness stand saying that he can't remember. His whole basis of his business is based on the fact that he can remember. All right. Trudeau uh, had falsely claimed his coral calcium supreme product could cure cancer. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Well, that does uh, make a lot of sense. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to have to look up his whole thing now because it's yeah, we have like to. It seems like there's a lot of scandals in the world of Kevin Trudeau. So, so that wasn't Wikipedia. That was just a web page you found. Yeah, it was just it was under um, oh Kevin Trudeau's last speech before going to jail is a, an option oh. that's come up as well. All right, Kevin Mark Trudeau, uh, born February 6, 1963, is an American author, salesman, and pool enthusiast. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like swimming pool enthusiast, <laughs> no, or like the the, 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 the table uh, billiards. Game. He's a billiards, billiards enthusiast, right? right. Uh, known for his fraudulent promotion of his books <laughs> and consequent <laughs> legal cases. <laughs> <laughs> his ubiquitous infomercials promoting his books, filled with unsubstantiated health diet and financial remedies, earned him a fortune and invent and eventually imprisonment. This is a movie, by the way. Yeah, um, totally. In the early 1990s, Trudeau was... Would you call... Well, would you call the film You Must Remember This? You Must Remember This. And you actually get the... You get the rights to the music. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, and who would play Danny Bonaduce? Um, Ron Weasley. Oh, yes. The character... Who, the guy who played Ron Weasley. What is his... Real, do you, what's his um, real name? Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Oh, that's even better. Ed Sheeran <laughs> yeah. is Danny Bonaduce in You Must Remember This, the Kevin Trudeau story. So <laughs> Rupert Grint, is that the actor's name or the character's name? No, Ron Weasley Ron we is the character's name. I mean, Rupert what's worse name, Rupert Grint or Ron Weasley? Like, they both sound like they could be Harry Potter characters. He really does have interchangeable names. It's like, I'm uh, Rupert Grint, the character from Harry Potter. No, that's your real name. No, my real name's Ron Weasley. No, that's your character's name. Well, if you change it to Rupert Weasley or Ron Grint, they both work, right? In the early 1990s, Trudeau was convicted of larceny and credit card fraud. Uh, in 1998, the Federal Trade Commission accused him of grossly misrepresenting the contents of his book, The Weight Loss Cure. Oh, this is, this is the best. This is so in the zeitgeist with your Bell Gibsons and your modern day mumbo jumbo around wellness. Uh, mm. The weight loss cure, they in quotation marks, don't want you to know about. Oh, yeah, man. I bet you it's the bloody middleman. <laughs> yeah, the bloody middleman doesn't want you to know about this weight loss method. In 2004 settlement, he agreed to pay a uh, half a million dollar fine and cease marketing all products except his books, which are protected under the First Amendment. Uh, however, in 2011, he was fined. Okay, this is brilliant. So okay. he's violated... The 2004 settlement. Um, and so tell me what you think the fine was 
that he had to pay for violating the 2004 settlement. So like a figure? A figure. In 2011 uh, money. Uh, five million. Higher. Ten million. Higher. Oh, fuck off. Uh, 20 million? Higher. 50. Lower. $37.6 million. <laughs> That's a lot of mega memory books. That's... In uh, in 2013, facing uh, further prosecution for his violations of the 2011 agreement and non-payment of the $37 million judgment, Trudeau filed for bankruptcy protection. His claims were insolvency were, okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, he maintained he was hiding money in a, they maintained he was hiding money in shell companies and cited examples of continued lavish spending, such as now they quote an amount of money that he paid for a haircut. What how much do you think no. he was paying for a haircut, Charlie? Uh I'm gonna say top end haircut, three grand. Oh, no, it's it's uh, three hundred and fifty nine dollars. So it doesn't oh, right. <laughs> that expensive. In no. November 2013, Trudeau was convicted of criminal contempt and was sentenced to serve a 10-year sentence at uh, a federal prison camp in Alabama. Uh, infomercials starring Trudeau and promoting his books uh, continue to air regularly on United States television stations. To this day? Yeah, to this day. So, all right, give me a bit of background on, like, this shyster. So, because my, I thought he was just the memory guy. I didn't realize he became, like, a, a health and wellness dude as well. Did okay. he sort of evolve? I will uh, give you a little uh, career highlights. Yeah. After high school, Trudeau became, oh, what job do you think he had before he went into uh, being a professional con man and shyster? Car salesman, really. He estate. was a used car salesman, Charlie. Correct <laughs> yeah. answer. Lock it in. Yeah. Uh, he then joined the seminar circuit, selling memory improvement techniques. So the, yes. the mega memory was his first thing. Yeah. Um, in 1990, he pleaded guilty to depositing $80,000 in worthless checks and impersonating a physician. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not a doctor, but served, he said, fewer than 30 days. In 1991. On, but this is after his mega memory fame that he impersonated a physician? Well, it doesn't it really be, right? give me the details on that i've got to be honest um because i don't recall him as the mega memory guy claiming to be a doctor or anything like that he was just uh he would just get people to stand up in the audience and name them yeah remember that sit down carol sit down jeff sit down will sit down john okay so he wasn't no he wasn't even mega memory at this point in okay, 91 right. he pleaded guilty to 11 accounts of credit card fraud and spent two years in federal prison so this is pre that okay um Okay, so after his release in 93, Trudeau joined a multi-level marketing firm, Nutrition for Life. Uh, the firm was successful until the Attorney General of Illinois charged that was running a pyramid scheme. Amazing. <laughs> like Amazing. Every single thing he does. Uh, Trudeau and Nutrition for Life settled cases, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, next, Trudeau produced and appeared in a series of late-night television infomercial broadcasts throughout North America. They promoted Fantastic. a range of products including health aids, dietary supplements, boldness remedies, addiction treatments, memory improvement courses, which is what we remember, uh, maybe it worked, reading improvement <laughs> programs, and real estate investment strategies. The FTC wow. took regulatory action against Trudeau, alleging his broadcasts contained unsubstantiated claims and misrepresentations. <laughs> but that's not, not true. I saw him name an entire audience, Will. Danny Bonaducci wouldn't lie to us. In 1998, he was fined. In 2004, he settled a contempt of court arising out of the same cases, blah, 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 two million. Um, yeah, okay. So um, pretty much the rest of it we know. He's just done a bunch of dodgy... Uh... So what, uh, what fascinates me is that... So they said there's a series of infomercials he produced to promote these products. Like, when is that Criterion collection coming out? Like, I would honestly love to get the full series of Danny Bonaducci, Danny Bonaducci Tonight Show performances. Because the way they, they produced them to look uh, you know, indistinguishable from an actual late night show, they had a full audience, they had a house band. I don't think there were any other guests besides Kevin Trudeau, but that's a lot of production value went into it. So I imagine there must be like reams and reams of video. Uh, okay. Oh, there's a couple other things that I want to go into here. So okay, there's good. a little bit about mega memory. So let's, uh, have a look at that. Uh, 
Uh, Trudeau says he adapted techniques used to improve the memory of the blind and the mentally challenged to create mega memory and advanced mega memory audio tapes. Uh, his promotion of memory enhancing products was ended by the FTC. That's <laughs> tends to be uh, what happens each time. Uh, who alleged the claims made by Trudeau were false and the programs involved would not enable users to achieve a photographic memory as the advertising claimed. Mm, um, that's interesting. We should ask Michael Chamberlain because he just, Michael had the whole, like the $200 box set, all the tapes or whatever. Uh, he also had a program for a non-surgical facelift. What? That was, that was another one. Um, okay. Oh, all right. So um, the International Pool Tour. In 2005, Trudeau founded the International Pool Tour, IPT. His goal was to transform billiards into a major league sport with an aggressive promotion and largest <laughs> purses ever offered. <laughs> so the pool, pool X, X The pool, initial three events it. in 2005 and early 2006 were successful, but at the fourth, the IPT World Open Tournament in Reno, Nevada, promoters announced they didn't have sufficient funds on hand to cover the purse. Oh, no. <laughs> it is a thing about con men, man, isn't it? Did you watch? end up watching that oh, Hulu uh, Firefest doc? Yes. The one that was on. I mean, I didn't like it as much as the Netflix one, but getting to hear from that Billy guy, actually, in his own words, it's there is something about a con man, isn't it? Like there is some kind of there's just the sort of the self delusion or the or the pathological way that they can lie, talk themselves, or talk anyone into anything. It's 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 quite a skill. I mean, if it if it turned out that Kevin Trudeau was the silent partner in the Fire Festival. It would not come as a surprise to anybody involved. But it's but these con men are like relentlessly motivated. Like it's not like they're opportunists mm. where they're like, okay, you know, we'll try this. It doesn't work. Let's just pack up, move on, bide our time. They're relentless. Like the one scheme falls over and bang, they're straight out there with it with the next scheme. It's like, is that part of the confidence? Is like you just never take a backward step. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, there's an entry for mega memory itself. So Fantastic. I'm going to have a little look at uh, uh, Mega Memory by Kevin Trudeau, Scam or Not. Okay, here we go. This is good. Um, does it work? I haven't ordered the Mega Memory kit myself, but enough people have sent me. Uh, okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What people have said. Uh, oh, no. Okay. This is a bit too detailed. I won't go into that. That's not as far right. as I want to does it say? Does it explain anything about the techniques? Mm, what okay. What's involved? I think it's visualization, but I can't be Let's certain. see if I can, how long is that one? Oh my God. I've just clicked on one of the, oh, that's an audio book. No wonder it's, I was like, it's four and a half hours long. <laughs> uh, okay. I've got the infomercial, which is the half an hour infomercial, but I'm just uh, going to watch the Danny the Bonaducci one. See if it's the Danny Bonaducci one. Oh. Yes, you can have a photographic memory. Okay. I don't, oh, hang on. Okay. This is, um, yeah, I mean, he does seem, like, literally the bit that I've just clicked on is him talking about meeting someone at a party and you shake your hand and then you forget their name. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually very relatable to me, Kevin Trudeau. Maybe I need to get this mega memory set. Will stops the podcast to transfer $10,000 into Kevin Trudeau's bank account. Like, you know what, I'm going to bring this back. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I can't find the, no. the Danny Bonaducci one. Oh, God, I would love it. If anyone listening out there knows where I can find the Danny Bonaducci episode of Mega Memory, just send it to me. That would bring back some some really fond memories for me. I actually, um, years ago when I was uh, working for a, a company in Melbourne, uh, they did like multimedia production. They were contracted by this, I guess he was like a property guru. It was this, I can't remember his name. I wish I could, but um, it was this guy who would run these seminars and it's like how to make, you know, money from property and how to invest and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, double your wealth in three years, all that kind of stuff. So we went and had a meeting with this guy and it was like, it was like, um, you saw that uh, uh, Justin Thoreau uh, doco on Scientology where they sort of recreate like, you know, how Scientology works and the levels of command and stuff. So we kept meeting with this guy's underlings who are all these guys who would just talk so like glowingly about their boss and he was such a genius and blah, 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 blah. And we were, we were trying to get a handle on like what they wanted 
from us because we thought, oh, they just want us to produce some video content for their seminars, whatever. But it was like every time we met with them, they would pitch us on this guy's genius and this business idea and blah, 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 blah. So finally we met with this guy and it was it was like a security operation where, you know, we were told, um, go wait on this floor. And then a guy would come in and say, so-and-so is going to be there in 10 minutes. Then he'd come back, he's going to be here in five minutes. He's on his way up. And then like, you know, about 10 people walked in before him and he walked in the very back. And he was this little dude who straight away when you saw him, without him opening his mouth, you're like, con man. <laughs> like he just looked like a con man. He just had that Kevin Trudeau, Billy McFarland kind of energy. He also had like, one of his eyes was sort of like, he had like a lazy eye that would sort of half close during a conversation. So it was almost like as he was talking, it was like he was doing a slow wink at you. So I'm not sure if that was like part of his kind of charm or whatever. But so he sort of told us about this, you know, you know, he's this, he's this multi-billionaire businessman. He gave us his uh, bio of being 18 years old and having no money and then, you know, taking his first uh, bit of investment and blah, 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 and then flipping that. And this kind of hero story. And so what he wanted from us was to produce content because he had this big idea about, you know, he wanted to create a website where people could like download his course and blah, blah, blah. So we were like, okay, that's great. And then we started talking to him about like, well, this is what things will cost and this is, we'll put together a budget. And he was like, ah, okay, before you get to that, how about this? <laughs> how about instead of payment, you become shareholders in our, in our company? And I was like, what do you mean? He's going, well, you know, start off with this amount of shares and, you know, we predict that they'll be worth blah, 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 blah. And so we were like, okay, let's, we'll think about it. So me and my mate left and we talked about it and we're like, this sounds incredibly dodgy, but you know, let's just sort of see if anything changes. Every person we met with from that company, we worked at after a while, no one was actually on a wage. Everyone was there because they had shares in the company on the promise that when so-and-so finally like got to this next level that they would, all, it was a pyramid scheme mm. essentially. But it was amazing how, like this guy was playing to packed audiences people he would sell out like you know the exhibition center in melbourne and stuff and do this whole wealth creation kind of rant but it was clear as day when you actually met him that he was a con man yeah well i I mean that should have been his presentation what if we made a pyramid scheme where our pyramid scheme was explaining to people how to set up their own pyramid scheme like we're right there on front street we're just like this is a system to guarantee wealth creation but what we're, the mm. only way that you can do it is setting up a pyramid scheme of your own. This is the one that I've set up and you're yeah. here at the seminar and I'm going to tell you how to set up your own pyramid scheme at home. Please buy our $500 pyramid scheme starter packs on the way out. I mean, what would a TOEFOP pyramid scheme look like? I mean, what do we offer? Like, because generally they're around things like property or whatever. What, I mean, what would, could we get people to invest in this podcast for? What would be the possible gains for someone investing in this podcast? Would it be like a, a, uh, a project that you are funding down the line? Well, you know what? And so we've spoken about this a little on the podcast before, and somebody sent me a link to it during the week, which was uh, the Joe Rogan AI. Did you see this? So uh, I, I saw Joe tweeted a link out, but I didn't look at it. Yeah, so there's an AI-generated Joe Rogan voice now. And we've spoken mm. before about the idea that artificial intelligence might take podcasts because, you know, you learn a lot about the individual people. You know, there's so much information there. You know, you can just feed it into the computers to help develop the AI, that the AI might end up, the initial kind of phase one of AI might all be based on podcasters because you have this like unlimited amount of resource and voice and recording uh, Rosie, who's here in the studio, who's only been hearing half this conversation for the whole time, has suddenly just perked up like, that's terrifying to think about. But uh, So Joe Rogan, of course, you know, the, possibly the most popular podcaster in the world. And uh, we've speculated about this before, but it's actually happened now. So uh, in recent years, this is off Gizmodo, so they normally have pretty good information in this zone. Um, in recent years, eerily deep fake videos have gotten a lot of press. So we've spoken before mm. about deep fake. Um, but automated voice replication has been quietly sliding into the uncanny valley as well. Case in point, the AI company Dessa has created a simulation of podcaster Joe Rogan's voice that is nearly indistinguishable from the real thing. Uh, sure, Robo Rogan doesn't sound quite as relaxed as the real thing. Uh, well, that's because they haven't managed to get the AI stoned yet. Uh, <laughs> 
but it sounds a bit like the slightly stilted voice you might use if you were reading an ad, but it's undeniably Rogan's voice. It's especially hard to distinguish whether or not the voice is real when only heard in short snippets. To prove this, Dessa released a quiz, uh, which the author of this piece got a failing grade on. They weren't able to tell which was the real Joe Rogan versus which was the AI Joe Rogan. And they say, I've heard a lot of his voice over the years and I had a difficult time telling the difference between Joe Rogan and Joe Fogan, as they're calling the AI. <laughs> Joe Fogan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, as The Verge pointed out, Dessa obviously has a lot of material to work with. Oh, Charlie, we have predicted the future here. Rogan just released episode uh, 1,299 of his podcast. And most of these episodes are two to three hours. So Dessert could easily access thousands of hours of Rogan's voice to use for AI training. So is the idea that it just recreates the tone or is it actually taking whole words and sentences and sort of chopping them up kind of like Mike Hal did with that best of episode last year? Um, okay, let me read on and see. Um, Have you heard it? Have you? I want to listen to it. Uh so there's a link on this on this piece. Yeah, I, I'm, I've got the I've got the same web page up, okay. Gizmodo. So should we do it again? Count to three and press play. Okay, all right. Hang on, I'll go back to the. Um, is that and maybe that, maybe Michael, you can right. lay this underneath yep. this when it when we put it up. No problem, Charlie. I don't understand your apprehension about this. Does this mean you are also terrified by me? Okay. Okay. One. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Friends, I've got something new to tell all of you. I've decided to sponsor a hockey team made up entirely of chimps. I'm tired of people telling me that chimps are not capable of kicking human ass in sports. Chimps are just superior athletes. And these chimps have been working out hard. They're throwing kettlebells. Holy shit. Ropes, oh, boy. I've got them that on. sounds oh God, exactly like it. We are so fucked. God damn, it's impressive. It's got everything. It's got his t intonation, his, the way he takes oh, a breath. No. That's fucking crazy. And so that was just, all those words are, are just generated by a computer. Okay. I, I, I don't know, but that's, that's more terrifying than I thought it was going to be. That, yeah, no, I didn't, no I didn't enjoy that. There's no way if I didn't know that was a robot Joe Rogan that I would have thought that that was a robot Joe Rogan. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, this man. Is terrifying. And oh, holy shit. So that'd be a yes. great twist in the next Terminator movie. If the Terminator comes back and sounds like Joe Rogan, <laughs> constantly talk about hunting his own elk and going in the sauna and shit. Mike Hal just said that his Alexa piped up then, like it's listening or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. What does that mean? Uh, like she's the, listening to Joe Rogan or listening to us? The Dessa blog post announcing its speech synthesis model dives into the societal implications of this technology because in the next few years or even sooner, we'll see the technology advance to the point where only a few seconds of audio are needed to create a lifelike replica of anyone's voice on the planet. Uh, it's pretty fucking scary. Did you actually hear, there was an article as well that someone played a prank Use it, uh, played a prank using one of these kind of like AIs where they called their family member or something and said that they were being kidnapped or whatever, or, or like they used their sister's voice or something like that. And the parent could not differentiate, thought it actually was their child's voice. This is going to be fucked up. Like, how are we going to believe anything that we know, we hear, hear or see anymore? The post lays out a few examples of nefarious ways the technology could be used, including oh, spam callers impersonating family members. Fake yeah. voices being used to gain high security clearance and right. audio deep fakes of politicians that could cause an uprising or manipulate elections. Oh, great. Yeah. What's the, there's a company in Australia where you say my voice is my password. They use like voice recognition as your password. Oh, oh this is fucked. Let's shut it all down. Great. Shut it all down. Shut the internet Pla down. Shut I'm everything sorry. down. We're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to give up this podcast, but we need to shut the internet down. And now, Dessa also provides examples of what could see as good things. Oh, what are the good things that could come? Oh from yeah, this come technology? on, please. Um, automated voices that could make voice assistance more natural. Oh great! So Whatever. basically, uh, look. The downside is nothing will ever be secure again, uh, and there'll be uprisings politically. But the good news is, your Google might sound like Kevin Smith. Um, improved text-to-speak applications for people with disabilities. Okay, I'm fine That's with that. Good. And a workout app that contains a personalized pre-workout pep talk from Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Okay, so they ran out of things. <laughs> they ran out of things by the third one. <laughs> oh. Oh, because of these implications, Dessa said it's not releasing its model to the public. <laughs> yeah, okay. That doesn't yeah, just to the military. Me. Yeah, just to the military and governments. Yeah. And to the highest bidder on the dark web. Everything's fine. Yeah, wow. so I think we just, um, I, I reckon this is how it goes from now on, is uh, we don't communicate with anyone anymore because you just don't know if you're looking at a CGI person with an AI voice. I reckon we just all stick to our own tribes and you just immediately treat everyone else with suspicion. Don't believe anything anymore ever. Yeah, exactly. In fact, it brings it full circle because now when I pretend I don't recognize somebody, it's actually a defense mechanism. Yeah. Like, I don't trust you. I don't know if you're, you're the real person. I don't know if I've ever met you. How do I know you're not some internet deep fake? Narrowly, if that's your real name. <laughs> hey, uh, let's get to some top respondents. Okay. We didn't give away a sticker sheet last week, and I know people are clamoring for them. So um, we've got. Uh, 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 um, okay. All right. Well, Jane wrote in, but didn't give us an address. Just said, uh, hey, guys, can't tell you how many hilarious looks I get when my phone rings. And the Tafopaspondence theme plays. Love it. Cheers, Jane. Can you Thanks, remind Jane. people how they can get the uh, Tafopaspondence theme as a download on, on their phone? I'm pretty sure they just go to the Tofop website. That's tofop.com. And while you're there, why not check out some of the other great podcasts on our mini network? Uh, we know how long they'll be there for because pretty soon computers will take over. And they won't be the original ones. Oh, no, it's on Patreon. Fuck, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Good idea. <laughs> Can't even promote our show properly. Go to our Patreon site. That's patreon.com forward slash Tofop. And while you're there, Will, check out some of our other great bonus content, like Quantum Cop. Everyone relax. Uh, the live video we did with James Fosdyke during the comedy festival. There's a bunch of content there. Uh, reasons to sign up uh, galore. Possibly the best one being winning, winning a sticker sheet for the best letter. We haven't got it yet. We're going to move on to the next one. Here's Chris. He says, uh, Tim is a soft cock for apologizing. Remember that guy who apologized for going too hard on us? Mm -hmm. Chris reckons he's a soft cock. Well, I reckon That's Chris is a one. soft cock. How about that, Chris? <laughs> and you can't even get angry at me because you don't even know if this is me or it's some AI deep fake of my voice calling you a soft cock, Chris. Uh, he says, hi, Tofop. I also sent a negging style e message the same week as Tim. I got a great laugh out of your response and thrilled that you read it. It was embarrassing explaining my laughter to the office. I thought about apologizing. I really wish I had after I heard about Tim scoring some stickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's overdue, but you guys have been moved onto my adults-only podcast playlist. <laughs> I'd been listening to podcasts on long drives with my two-year-old. The other week, while watching his mum play footy, one of the girls caught the ball from about 12 meters. The umpire called out, play on, not 15. Without missing a beat, my son called out, ball. I think I'm bloody lucky that that was the line that sunk in. Much love and keep up the stickers. Uh, keep up the sti and enjoy the stickers, Tim. Uh, cheers, Chris. And he gave his address, which is in Australia, so automatically puts him in the frame for winning a sticker sheet. Yeah, also, like, that his kid did a callback to our podcast. I mean, admittedly not this podcast. There were other podcasts, Two Guys, One Cup. But, uh, you know, a two-year-old getting involved in that quality content, uh, it's almost worth a sticker pack. The next one will have to be pretty good to get past that one. Well, the next one is from Chris again. He sent oh. up a phone. <laughs> A follow-up one. And this goes to show how far behind we are in our correspondence. He asks if we thought about maybe doing an early Two Guys, One Cup to cover the AFLW. <laughs> well, your question's answered there, Chris. Uh, next uh, to top respondents is from John. Hey, Will and Charlie. The other day I stumbled upon something that I felt is very TOFOP. I was chilling out at a mate's house and Bondi Rescue came up on the TV. It had been ages since I'd seen an episode, so we ended up watching the whole thing. Afterwards, I jumped on the Bondi Rescue Wikipedia page and found an incredible hidden gem. One of the headings on the page is The Lifeguards, and under it is a list of all the former and current lifeguards. The best bit is they have their nicknames listed as well. There are some phenomenal nicknames on the list. A couple of my favourites were Trent Singlets Folson and Michael Mouse slash Black Cloud slash Mick Jenkinson. What kind of guy has three nicknames? It's worth a look. Do you want to bring up, uh, Mike Hal, the Bondi Rescue Wikipedia page, please? And uh, we'll, we'll check out some nicknames. 
so anyway, I've seen Will in the flesh a few times, but I'm not usually the type of person to come up and say, hey. One time I spotted Will at a Run the Jewels concert in Sydney and I decided this time I had to do it. <laughs> Just as I psyched myself up, some other guy approached you and he seemed to be with you for an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> After that, I didn't want to bother you. I mean, it's unlikely to remember, but did I read the situation correctly? I've always wondered. Just wanted to say I love the podcast and thanks for all the hours of entertainment you've provided over the years. Keep it up, John. Do you remember being at... Uh, Run the Jewels and I do remember that Run the Jewels gig. It was at uh, Luna Park and uh, it was an amazing gig actually. And I was uh, not there with a bloke. So if a bloke came up to me and was hanging around for what seemed like an uncomfortable amount of time, chances are that that is exactly a correct reading of that situation. <laughs> I was probably trying to work out where I knew him from and what his name was. <laughs> All right. So let's go through some of these nicknames. Uh, we've got uh, Aaron Azabukin. Aaron Azza Graham. So they've got two Azzas at Bondo Rescue. Okay. Uh, Adriel Bacon Young. Andrew Reedy Reed. Not very inventive. Anthony Harry's Carroll. Anthony Glick Glick. Hang on. Your surname can't be a nickname. You can't be Anthony Glick Glick, can you? Unless his nickname is Glick Glick, as in like the adding the extra no. Glick. So it's Anthony no. Glick Glick. So yeah, his real name is put... Anthony Glick, but his nickname yeah. is Glick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it works like that, does it? Oh, that's it's, uh, hang on. So when I call you Glick, be, hey, I'm not calling you your last name. I'm calling you yeah. your nickname, which is also Glick. Hey, only my mates call me Glick. Glick, yeah, Mister Glick. Ben, oh no, that's just my nickname. Oh no, it's also my last name. <laughs> ben Quiggers Quigley, Bobby Yak Yoldwin, Bruce Hoppo Hopkins. Chris Chapo Chapman. I mean, this is not, they're not even really trying. Not even great nicknames. Let's, let's find some better ones. Um, Gavin Baggett's Stevenson. What do you think that refers to? Baggett's. Not, not Baggett's. Baggett's. Baggott's. No, don't know. What about Harrison Lionel Hutz Reed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that at least makes sense. Uh, you know what? These aren't as funny as we're led to believe, John. Okay, no sticker book for you. <laughs> okay, let's go to the Chris next one. Chris still in the lead. All right. For well, his maybe first letter, the... not his second one. <laughs> maybe this is the tiebreaker. This is from Matt Hall. Hi, Will and Charlie. Was looking for some podcast suggestions and I came across reviews for you two. Mm -hmm. I love Two Guys, One Cup. It's not the best, but it's really funny. <laughs> I'll take well, it. I mean, that's okay, yeah. Certainly not the best. I don't think we've ever claimed it was the best. Um, they can't even remember the names of the teams in alphabetical order. <laughs> That's also true. Okay. Is that a positive review or a negative one? I kind of wish Will would just leave. His contributions are based on things like watching some, but not all, of the AFL highlights packages. <laughs> correct? Yeah, correct. Um, if I wanted to listen to two cunts who don't know what they're talking about, I'd go down to the pub. <laughs> All right. Well, it's enough. a free podcast, mate. Voluntary. You don't have to. Yes. Um, I hope... Oh, that's it. Hope I don't get to the point in my life anytime soon like these guys. I love your work, Matt, but he didn't give his goddamn address. So we need it's to okay. go to one Chris more. Chris wins this. No. Chris is the winner. No. Chris is the winner? Don't do one more? Oh, we're going to give away two, are we? No, no. Well, well we you, still have I mean, to do our other podcasts, and I didn't really oh, watch yeah. much football. Uh, okay. So that person who was angry about uh, that then is going to be even angrier about it today. Okay. All right. All right. Chris, congratulations. You're the winner of a sticker pack. Um, sorry, a very loud truck is just going past my room. I can't really hear anything. Uh, what do we need to talk about? We've talked promoted the Patreon page. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, uh, uh, you're doing shows in Newcastle. Tell oh, me yeah, about so that. Newcastle is sold out, but um, Darwin uh, for the Darwin Festival is about to go on sale. So uh, there'll be uh, shows uh, in October in Darwin for the Darwin Festival. Uh, go to our YouTube page, Tofop TV, to check out Q&A vids, Lessons for Life, our first uh, narrative-driven comedy series, a bunch of other stuff there that you'll really enjoy. And also, um, if you follow Will and I on Instagram, you might notice that we've started to uh, put up these uh, little highlights packages. There's a guy called Terry who's doing these really great animations where he takes clips from the shows and animates them. So we'll be putting those up every couple of, uh, every couple of weeks. Uh, that's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Being a robot has its benefits.
I can pronounce tongue twisters now. Check this out. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. Hey, Joe Rogan. It's me, Joe Rogan. Please come save me, man. These telling guys have trapped me in a machine. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.